Black Dog After Dark is recorded in a video store by people who have been drinking. We swear a lot. And there's spoilers. It's not safe for work unless you work in a video store and have also been drinking. Is it safe to say that nowadays you're leery of leery? I'm, yeah, I am leery of leery. I like leery. that. I'm always like leery, leery of I'm weary of leery, leery of leery, and I'm really leery of Kevin O'Leary. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them cereals. I'm not stupid, you know. The story is ludicrous. You can imagine where it goes from here. Victor's the cable. It was Christmas Eve in Connecticut. I was minding my own business, breaking into this rich guy's house when... <laughs> the cops came. I took those two people hostage in that house that I hate. And guess what? Their relatives showed up. The TV's broke. What are we going to do all night? Leave to celebrate the birth of Christ. I hate this guy, his wife, these kids, and this lady. I think this is sick. And candles and kids and booze and fruitcake and Santa Claus and... Sex and drugs and, and, and women being set on fire. It was such a nightmare that now I hate Christmas. It's Christmas time. It is, oh, that's right. It's our Christmas this podcast. This is our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Merry and, Christmas, everybody. And, uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, Hanukkah. Crazy Kwanzaa, all, whatever you want to. All, that, all shit. that shit. Yeah. The phrase I love was used by a wrestling promotion that came here years ago. They did a Christmas show, and it was actually called Season's Beatings. Oh, I, I, I like just that. loved it. Wow. This so, is Black Dog After Dark. <laughs> Yeah, the three of us are here uh, celebrating Christmas. We're wearing um, our, uh, our, our, our Christmas best. I'm, uh, yeah. uh, I'm draped entirely in holly and yeah. mistletoe. It's a little, Alex, little, of course, little is, is our resident Santa Claus. Wearing, you're wearing your best Santa Claus Speedo. Yeah, no shirt, just a big beard. And, uh, and Darren... I'm dressed like a giant elf. You are, well, you're always mm-hmm. kind of a giant elf, aren't you? That's no, sad. Beardy elf. elf. I'm, I'm, you, I'm, Dylan? I'm be- beardy, sad elf. beardy elf. You, Dylan, are Santa's little helper, therefore you're going to hand me another beer, right? Anywho. Let's um, talk about the movie that we watched. So the, movie, yeah. the movie is 1994's uh, The Ref. The Ref. Di- directed by T- Ted Demi. The other I, Demi. I, I don't know if he's the related. Ted he's Demi. his brother. No, he's not. He's, he's his not? Nephew. Nephew. I thought they were brothers. Does anybody know any other movies that Ted Demi has directed? Yes, Blow. Did he did Blow. He did Blow. He did Beautiful Girls. I remember. I really like liking Beautiful movies. Girls. This is our Christmas pick. I picked it because it is hands down my favorite Christmas movie, and no one ever talks about it. I, I, I went online trying to find anyone, any podcast, anybody. Even I don't know why, because it's such a fun, nice, hilarious little movie. Now, uh, uh, upbeat. Uh, we, should we talk about our first experiences? So, uh, and then go so from there? yeah, okay, so. Um, 1993, I graduate from high school. I get in my friend Tina's van with all my friends, and we're smoking a joint, driving around Surrey. And this song comes on the radio called Asshole. And uh, I'm like, who is this guy? And I go, this is, you know, Dennis Leary. Okay, I remember that song. And I was immediately a fan. I went out and I bought his album, No Cure for Cancer. And I won't get into how I feel about Dennis Leary now. Is it safe to say that nowadays you're leery of Leary? I am leery of Leary. I'm always like Dennis Leary. Leary. I'm weary of Leary, leery of Leary. (laughs) And I'm really leery of Kevin O'Leary. I honestly thought it was one of the funniest movies I'd ever seen. I loved it. As the years have gone on, I, I'm surprised how few people are ever talking about I it know. at Christmas time. Yeah, it's, it's funny because you know I was looking at the rental history. It, it didn't even rent last Christmas. Alex, <laughs> what, what, do you have any recollections of the first time you saw The Ref? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I was alone. Aww. I was in my room. Just, I'd smoke a big fatty and... Kind of stretched out and watched it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's a great memory. That's, that's yeah, it. that's I amazing. Out and watched it, and I had that was pretty much it. I saw it on video when it came out, and uh, probably about ninety four, ninety five, I guess, uh, when it ever came out on video on VHS tapes. And I, I thought it was really funny. Um, I, th- I thought it was. I didn't think it was as funny as it was trying to be when I saw it. I thought Kevin Spacey was. His, I didn't really like him. I don't know. There's something about his. His smarminess that rubbed me the wrong way, but I'd like, I've always liked Judy Davis. Mm-hmm. For me, she's the best thing in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, the I, best I've, thing. I've, I've, yeah, I've always loved Judy Davis, and she's just, she's just great in everything she's in. And, that, and, and Dennis Leary, that's the first time I ever saw or heard of Dennis Leary, and I thought he was amazing as well. And, and watching it again, I forgot his name was Gus, which, uh, I know, oh, yeah, I, right. I, I know, a, I know a guy named Gus. The I know first time Gus. I ever heard of Dennis Leary was late night on CBC radio. I was driving along in my, parents car back in nova scotia this is when it was a brand new movie and uh on cbc 
whatever show it was, Brave New Waves, where we played pieces of his No Cure for Cancer album at the time. Yeah. That was the first time I ever heard of him, period. Right. And I remember just laughing my butt yeah. off of where it's like... I've never heard of it. He's just, joking yeah. about having like one of those voice boxes. <laughs> the He's trying to order takeout at a drive through window and the guy's like, stop making fun of me. He's like, I'm not making fun of you, you asshole. Like they're arguing the two... <laughs> call the manager, okay, fine, I'll call the manager. Something like that, yeah. That's pretty funny. That might actually be the first comedy album I ever bought was No Cure for Cancer. Yeah. I was... Devastated years later when I when I came to the conclusion that many comedians did that that he lifted all the good stuff. Oh no, from, really? From the late great Bill Hicks. Oh uh, really? Bill um, Hicks said that publicly. Let's my do that. favorite story is that uh, the press um, asked Bill Hicks about Dennis Leary having stolen his act, and Bill Hicks said, "No, no, that's not true. I actually stole Dennis Leary's act." But I didn't want to get caught, so what I did was uh, I, I added a bunch of punchlines and relevance. <laughs> and then to make sure that nobody could catch me, I did it first. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty um, amazing. So this was supposed to be the Dennis Leary movie, and I go and see it, and, and this is – okay, we're going to talk about Kevin Spacey, and if you have a problem with that, turn off the podcast now. Ah, well, if you have a problem with that, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast Well, anyways. yeah, and just – or watching movies. I'm going to yeah. continue enjoying the movies that Kevin Spacey made. Yep. Um, it's the same with like same with all those fucking guys. Alfred like, Hitchcock was a was a sexist oh, piece of shit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a supposed huge, to enjoy Vertigo. I'm a huge Polanski fan. I'm a huge Woody Allen fan. I also you know? love Polanski. Yeah, and you know those guys are not good guys. Yeah. So, so th- there's there's your disclaimer right there. Yeah. This was the movie that that. that that really. Uh, now, first of all, you were saying Judy Davis mm-hmm. is, is the the highlight of this movie. For me, she was because I've always like I've always liked her on screen. There's just something about her. She's she's smart. She's funny. She's beautiful. Oh, she she's has great. a whole thing going on. Uh, for me, actually, uh, I, I was like, I love this Kevin Spacey guy, mm. Dennis Leary. He's the star. Yeah. But he's also the one who seems to be trying a little too hard. I saw, I, I agree. Because there's a lot of scenes when he seems like he's out of sorts, doesn't really know what to do. Or when he's, he, or he's, he's doing he's, his shtick, his stand-up yeah. shtick. Well, when he's, when, when he's on screen with both of those actors, he sort of kind of disappears. Yeah. So Because I, I like him a lot, but he's not a, really an actor. Like yeah. Those two are actors. Yeah. And so, yeah, he kind of like sort of fades into the background. He has, he has a lot of great lines. Yeah. And he's very funny in it. As as they all are, but for me, Kevin Spacey was the weak uh, the weak link in oh. this thing. I don't. There's there's something uh, there's something about his delivery that I found in like almost almost all the movies I've watched him. He's this sort of weird this smarminess, but weird like, kind of way and, and, of it, talking. And to, to me, like sometimes it works. Like he was great in um, House of Cards. Yeah, I thought he was great in that and uh, and a number of, a number of other things and and, and, and uh, packs. I never saw K-Pax. No, K-Pax no. is awful. And, uh, and, uh, I never saw K-Pax. It's, it's awful. I don't want to see that. But uh, like uh, in The Usual Suspects where he was great. But um, in this I thought – I don't know if he's a good comedic actor or not. I don't know. Like Judy Davis carried it and Dennis Lear was good. He was a little bit you – know, he was good but you – know. <laughs> No, I thought he was – I thought he was hilarious. Um Oh, God. Oh, yeah. An outbreak. Actually, yeah, because uh, 94 was like the year that Kevin Spacey sort of emerged. On, like, he was in like well, four movies or well, something. Well, it was like Usual Suspects in seven. He won the Oscar for Usual Suspects. He did. Did yes. he? I thought he yep. got it for, Ameri- he, for American Beauty. He did no. later. That was He got he won, Best he Actor for American Beauty years later. Yeah. But in 95 or 96, he supported. won for... Usual suspect. So, so he has best supporting and best lead. Yes, he does. Well, not anymore. They probably. They, you think the Academy Award cops kicked in his door? Jeez, and... <sighs> if, if they're to do that, they're going to kick in everybody's fucking door in Hollywood. All those yeah, disgusting probably. men. Yeah, only Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks will be left. And you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the, 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 the Tom Hanks story. I don't to come think, well, Neil, I really, Neil I, deGrasse Tyson was a slap in the oh, face. I know. I know. It's just like really. Come on, oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, really. <laughs> No, I think I think Tom Hanks is immune. I think he's an actual good guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Can we talk about the movie? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I know a lot happens in the movie. He's a, he's a thief. Yes. And so the, it opens. Well, he's, up- a, he's a burglar specifically. Yeah, he's a burglar. He breaks into people's houses and steals shit. Yeah. So uh, it starts with him breaking into like a mansion, this mega mansion, and cracking uh, a safe. Yeah, cracking a safe, and but it's booby trapped. Mm, that's actually not how it starts. It's not. <laughs> I just watched this like three days ago. I just watched it this afternoon. Oh. <laughs> you hear this like 
I love it. It's, it's great direction. You hear this Christmas music. Oh, but it's it's weird Christmas music. I've heard it, it's like it's weird like trance hall music. Yeah, or something. It, it's got it's, it's got like an acid is is, is jazz kind of is, is is trance hall. A yeah, it's got some bass. I don't know if trance hall is a thing. No, Christmas bassy. It, it's very early nineties. Yes, good as it's, that. It's Christmassy and and it, it goes uh, through this like very white sub. Um, I guess like New England town. Yeah, everyone's white, and you see everyone like looking in the shops and buying Christmas stuff, and yeah. it, it's it's all one take. Mm-hmm. And then it, it it pans up, it's or uh, it, it, it tilt it tilts up to a uh, it, it marriage council. But, but before it does that, it lingers uncomfortably long on the Salvation Army dude who just stand there ringing his Salvation. Like it stays on him. Maybe I, I maybe they're trying to get. Well, isn't the, he the, isn't he the Santa Claus from who, who turns up later in the film? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I remember because I, I remember like the Salvation Army. You know, they're not pe- people think they they do good work, but they don't. For some reason, Kevin Spacey and uh, Judy Davis are at their marriage counselor on Christmas Eve. Of course, they are at like six p.m. Yeah, and because uh, that, that marriage counselor doesn't want to be home with his family, uh, he'd rather be working. And even if, if if this was the only funny scene in the movie, it would still be funnier than most movies. That was, opening scene is pretty darn funny. Is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Where where he's urging them both to list to just listen, and neither <laughs> of them will. No. And then Judy Davis talks about this dream she's had that that, <laughs> that uh, Kevin Spacey's. She goes to a restaurant and Kevin Spacey's head with his penis in his mouth. No, no, it's it's, 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 it's like a salad with a penis sticking into his ear. Yeah, into his ear. she says, "Yeah, it's penis." No, no. Well, she says, "This isn't what I ordered." And then the waiter says, "Don't worry, you don't you don't have to eat the penis. It's only garnish." And then the psychiatrist says, "What do you think about that, Lloyd?" And he says, "I wish she'd stop telling it at dinner parties." <laughs> See those, those are all those are all good lines that get to the better the best oh, line there yeah. It is just joke after joke after joke. They start arguing, and then the psychiatrist or the the therapist is like, uh, "Would you guys please listen?" And then both of them together go, "Fuck, fuck you!" Yeah, and, that, fuck and, that's, you. <laughs> and that's how the scene ends. Yeah. And then it cuts to Dennis Leary. Yeah, breaking into the house that's that's booby trapped, which is pretty funny actually. It's a good because he, he opens the safe. And all of a sudden, this mist shoots all over him. But it, for some reason, it, it's loaded with cat piss. Cat piss, right in his face. <laughs> so, so whoever whoever rigged this thing has gone for the trouble of I don't know, milking cats to get all the piss out of them, all the spray to shoot it out in the burglar's face, just in the off chance somebody robs his house. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the whole fucking place lights up. Unnecessarily and, and, and then the trap door opens. <laughs> and, and then he lands on a pool table which for is, some reason. Which is so fun. The way he slides down and zooms and then boof, lands on the floor. Just, I just howl It's like a mattress. Yeah. It's not a pool table. No, no, no. no, no he no, lands no, on no, a pool no, table. No, no. He, no, he didn't land on a pool table. Well, he grabs a pool well, cue no, and it, a pool ball. It wasn't, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even a mattress. It was like a hard piece of wood. It was it a, I'm telling you, it was a pool table. Maybe, uh, maybe, but I don't think it was. It wasn't in Greenpool. And, and and there's this savage Rottweiler in the basement with him. Right. And he immediately grabs a pool cue, and then he, and then he's like, "I can't, I can't hit a dog." So he grabs the the. Is that, is that, is that why he didn't hit the dog? I would have hit that dog. It's going to rip his nuts off. Well, I, I I think I think this is to establish you don't want your protagonist beating a dog to death in the first in the first scene. First scene, <laughs> right? You're, you're supposed to like him, I guess. And maybe he thinks I can't quite do it. So then he grabs an eight ball and he goes, "Hey, dog, want to play fetch?" And, and then he, oh, but then he does throw the fucking eight ball right at the dog, and, and, he, the, and the dog grabs it in his mouth and crushes fucking it. Shoots <laughs> just crushes it. Yeah, this movie's hilarious. Yeah, and then of course it bites him in the ass. Well, then he's he, trying to escape. Then, then he gets away. Did you yeah. pick up on the joke? Later about that dog. Yes, the, the name of the dog. Yeah, I can't remember. Which, which, which is my favorite joke in the movie. Later on, when he's when he's got the when he's got Kevin Spacey and uh, um, Judy Davis, uh, uh, Judy Davis uh, captive. She's like, "What's wrong with your leg?" He's like, "Oh, so and so's dog bit me." And she goes, "Cannibal bit you?" And he just goes, <laughs> "The dog's name is Cannibal." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Anyways, so he has to get away. Take it away. Uh, I can't do all the talking. Well, yeah, dude, no, we're we're all doing all the talking. So yeah, he gets away, and then uh, but there's a because of all the the sirens that the cops are on to him, and uh, and so like he 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 ends up in a convenience store where. Lloyd and uh, Judy Davis. I can't remember her name in the movie. Catherine. Uh, I can't uh, remember. Susie. Cynthia. Uh, Griselda. I Cannibal. Cannibal. Uh, anyways, uh, the, the, she goes in to get some. I don't know. Whatever. They're on. It's, it's Christmas Eve, and they're fighting in the car. And uh, she he hijacks them. And, and, then, it, and, it, it, and but before we learn that she has uh, cheated on him. Yes. But that came up at the. And the yeah. That came up at the therapist well. session. Yeah. What if, so Kevin Spacey does not want a divorce. Judy Davis does want a divorce. Yeah. 
And uh, so Judy Davis goes in and is, is then taken hostage by Dennis Leary. Right. Um, and then and then and then it, then it cuts to their kid, in uh, he's in college or something like that. He's in military school and he's blackmailing the uh, headmaster, J.K. J- J- Simmons, played by J.K. Simmons in a very tiny role. Yeah, he's blackmailing his. Did you catch his name? No, what was his name? Sorry, sorry, I was I, I was rushing to the washroom, but uh, Siskel. His name is Siskel, and, he, and he's bald. Oh, you think that's a? Think of, no, it's absolutely yeah. like a, a fuck you. It, it, it's, 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 it's not a. Why would, why would it be a fuck you? Maybe it's an homage. No, uh, maybe they actually like Gene Siskel. Well, because this is this is not an enviable character in the film. But he's also not bad character. He's not uh, a good character. Maybe it's an just, yeah, he's getting uh, he's getting blackmailed because he's, he's being, a picture of him with some naked women in bondage outfit or something. Yeah, like that. he's a married man, family man, and the Although, headmaster of the school, Kevin Spacey's son in the movie, Jesse. His name is is blackmailing him with incriminating photos of him with another woman. Well, two, two, but, but, women, two women. Siskel and Ebert acknowledges if you include a link where you can watch the review where Gene yeah, Siskel, do it. Siskel is. Actually, Gene Siskel has a really good sense of humor of the whole thing. He's like, he's a funny guy. He's like, did you cast the bald guy's name in this movie? <laughs> Siskel. He's but, not a bad guy. No, here, that's but, the thing. Because yeah, if if they you know slapped him with some ham or something like that, then you know there was a the, the, the character is not really a big deal. Nobody in this movie is nice except Dennis Murray. Larry. Oh, Murray. Oh, poor Murray. I love Murray so fucking much. <laughs> I don't know what it was with the 80s and, and 90s comedy movies that the trope of, of uh, bondage gear in sexual situations was always played for laughs. It was played for laughs and is a big source of shame. Like yeah, but why, why, why? Another movie that did that, there's a completely forgettable, except for me remembering it, is called <laughs> Moving Violations. That sounds it's vaguely It's a bad familiar. comedy with like James Keach. From the mid '80s, I think Rick Keech. Moranis is James in it, Keech. and it's about well, the Keech Stacey's brothers? brother. About people, traffic violators may go moving to go back. Yes. Oh yeah. But I, there's I also a bondage scene in that. Yeah, well, there's, Sally there's, there's a whole bunch of them. Even like, uh, was it the? I think Foul Play. There's with Dudley Moore. There might have been like, some sort of weird bondage stuff in that when he goes to the takes Goldie Honey to the apartment and or uh, ten maybe even, ten might have had a. Even just, all, like always just played for laughs, and it's like, like I don't know, I just never really understood that. Like yeah, yeah or the what was that one um, Lost in Eden or something with uh, Rosie at O'Donnell. last exit to Eden last exit to Eden Rosie O'Donnell whoever saw it which with even Dan I Android. haven't seen no it's apparently awful but it was based on a cult novel and it was originally intended for other comedians and stuff right whoever but it ended up being a Dan Aykroyd um, uh, well, that's not Rosie O'Donnell movie and apparently it's horrible so go, that, go figure I know Rosie O'Donnell. I don't have a problem with Rosie O'Donnell, but I do have a problem with Dan Aykroyd. I don't like either of those people. Nothing so they're driving them. along, and Kevin Spacey deliberately drives through a stop sign. And that's well, the, uh, did he deliberately drive through it, or just did he not notice it? No, and everyone's freaking no, out. No, he saw the sign. Did he? And he just, I just, saw the sign. I think so, he's I, just freaked out, though, by the presence of a gun. No, but this is what I love. Is, is I, I think it, that in the combination of the his wife is just not happy in his relationship. He just well, didn't give a fuck. I, this is, and this is my favorite recurring joke in this movie is that despite all of this shit these two just cannot not argue <laughs> well, I, i've been in relationships it's, like that it's, it's so funny because every time they start talking they just they go into an argument yeah. and like uh, dennis larry who's supposed to be the guy in control because he's the guy with the gun and kidnapping them he just he, uh, there's point he's just like resigned he's just, like exasperated yeah. as they're just like constantly arguing i kidnapped my fucking parents is the yeah. line so now we cut to the fa- the impending family. So there, there's going to be a dinner at Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis's house. Right. So now we see the rest of the family. Oh, which are the, the typical fucking awful loser it's, Christmas family. Got, they're eating dinner at a restaurant because they don't want way. because they don't want to eat her. They shitty don't want to eat her crazy <laughs> eclectic whatever yeah. food. But is Christine Baranski at her funniest? Is that who that is? Okay. You know Christine. I know that actor, but I don't. It's funny because when they it start the scene starts from the back of her head is everyone's eating and I and I knew exactly who that was. Yep. Just from the back it's of her head. It's what's her name from that Sybil Shepherd show? Called Sybil. Sybil. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Abfab ripoff. It was a total was it? Abfab was it? ripoff. I think Sybil was pre-Abfab though, wasn't it? No. No, it was not. I'd and, say it was probably post-Abfab. Though. As a matter of fact. Around the same time, at least. No, no. It was. It came out after. It definitely ripped you guys, it off. You guys should arm wrestle for the, uh, the... So much so that there was almost an American Abfab before Sybil. And it was going to star Roseanne Barr and Carrie Fisher. Really? As the two women, yes. Both because if you remember, the characters appeared. It's Patsy, and I'm sorry. Patsy Adina. They appear on an episode of Roseanne, one yeah. of the latter-day episodes. Uh, stop remaking. It never it never works out. 
It does sometimes. The Office doesn't uh, count. All in the Family. Okay, a Ooh, of the we're about to go down the rabbit hole. Star Trek. I'm going to have to edit. Fuck. All in the Family. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways. Okay, so. Back to the point. Of, yeah. Christine Baranski yeah. is just fucking hilarious. She's like, yeah. shut she's, up. She's so T- mean. Today is Christmas. <laughs> Do not make me crazy today. Yeah. <laughs> today is Christmas. Shut up. <laughs> and her and her doltish, that cross-eyed husband. Her, her, her moron husband. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the only and the actually, you know, what, the only characters in this movie who are actually like decent human beings are the two the, kids. The kids, yeah. especially the boy. Like two hours are going to be at the house yeah. where where Kevin Spacey is with Ke- uh, with, with Judy uh, Davis and Dennis Leary. They're Dennis all there, Leary. and the kid that the kid that's eventually going to be there. Glennis Johns too. is for me, for my money, the funniest person in this movie is Glennis Johns. Okay, she plays the mother. Do you know who she is? Either of you? Uh, I've seen her before. She are you being served. No. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't know this until I looked it up. She's the mom from Mary Poppins. Ah, uh, okay. Really? Nothing? Well, I saw Mary Poppins when I was five years old. Child. and I yeah. No, I'm just saying, what a perfect bit of casting. Right, you, because you're, you're like, she's so awful. Talk about playing against type, yeah. you know? I would have cast, you know, Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford as mother. Or, uh, Anne Ramsey would have been good in that role as well. And get hit in the head with a basketball. Oh, okay. Anne Ramsey would have been the obvious choice. Yeah, Shirley Jones. Yeah, she would have a good a good call as well. Yeah. Mary, Ty- fine. Mary Tyler Betty, Moore, Betty than White, whatever. Yeah. All right, I know. you know. Anyways, I, 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 no, but she's great. We're just throwing out other names. Like, I was uh, so excited uh, no, she, she uh, was, about she, this, this big reveal that Glennis Johns was the mother <laughs> yeah. in Mary Poppins, and, and, and you and, were and you were met by silence. Okay, I'm, I'm a little. <laughs> as, as I would have been more impressed by Julie Andrews. As Alex and I just sort okay, of stared at each other. Well, like, obviously, what? Julie Andrews would have been like a phenomenal uh, uh, casting pick, but they couldn't afford Julie. Ernest Borgnine in a wig would have been awesome. They spent all their money on J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he demanded high dollars back then. In a wig. Okay, whatever. Well, just the, the plan is like uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what Dennis Leary's plan really is. Yes. Because it, well, because of the, the the cops have sort of cordoned off the whole area, trying to get this burglar who has been burglarizing all the houses. Put that away. <laughs> you're, 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 like you're, a, you're like a fucking cat. <laughs> yeah. Who's been burglarizing all the houses? I'll, have another, I'll, have, I'll have another one too. Thank you. Don't burn uh, the mic. I'm gonna murder you in your. So and, <coughs> Dennis Leary's plan is hole up Ooh. in a house, and he's got to track down Murray, who was his getaway driver. <laughs> Murray's as pathetic. And Murray's just this fucking loser. <laughs> but when he, when he he calls the he call he he asks, he asks like uh, Kevin Spacey what what's what's the nearest shitty dive bar? Okay, I specifically <laughs> wrote this scene down. So okay. he's got Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis tied up in the kitchen. And he goes, what's the nearest shitty dive bar? And they both have a different answer. Yes, of course they do. <laughs> and they both answer differently. And, and, and then he, they turn like, to each other and, and go, how do you know? They go, how do you know? Exactly. And they start arguing and, about we, it. No, no. But it immediately made me think, and this is like the 30th time I've seen this movie, and I never noticed this detail. Obviously, they've both been sneaking off to these shitty yeah, dive bars to exactly. get drunk to get away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> and he it's talking, like driving home and there and there's one called the uh the 17th hole and kevin spacey has the, it's like a urinal with windows this is a great line it's it is a great, great line. Fucking line there's all these little great little lines and then and then uh, uh one of my favorite lines is coming up when uh when dennis larry calls the bar mm. looking for murray yeah <laughs> he goes i'm looking for a short, <laughs> a, fat short loser. Uh, a short drunken loser <laughs> you just described everybody in the bar buddy yeah, yeah. a short drunken loser that is is the name of Murray. <laughs> is there a Murray? No. And then it comes to the bar, and the fucking and the bartender goes, uh, "Is there a Murray here?" And like no one answers. Not even Murray. And he goes, "Try a a waste of fucking life called Murray." <laughs> so good. It's yeah, it so is good. so good. Um. Yeah, we, we could just and then, we could just and then, fucking and then, and then like, when he's he's getting Dennis Leary's getting so frustrated. He's on the phone. He starts smacking the pots, the hanging pots with the phone, and they're flying. Like just those little those little things. That I was like, I was by, I watched it by myself late at night, and I was like laughing out loud as the kids like to say. It was like, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Oh no! It, it, it... And again, this is a laugh out loud comedy set at Christmas. And they they, they even throw I remember that they even throw a Republican joke in yep. it. One of the kids like, it's like so on the nose and so obvious, and it's almost like everyone looks at the camera and winks. But. The jokes about um... so then we should probably talk about the cops a bit. The really dumb cops. 
I always love a dumb cop. Yeah, well, cops and comedies are always dumb. There might be one sort of good, smart sergeant guy, but all the cops are dumb. And actually, there is one smart yeah, sergeant the guy. the chief of police. Yeah, and he's a smart guy, and he's just always exasperated by the incompetent <laughs> boobs that surround him, which always make for good, uh, good hijinks and jokes. And he's like the chief of police in this ri- town full of rich assholes. Which must be pretty easy to be the chief of police. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, he, he, They're he, just all rich he white drops people. the F-bomb. It's easy, it's easy until a crime actually happens. Which is probably a rare occurrence in a town like that. Anyways, the chief of police is the one fucking smart guy in the town. And suffice it to say, for, okay, for the sake of expedience, we won't get into like how the cops fuck everything up, but they do basically fuck everything up. Evidence is brought to them, and they tape over the evidence with its by wonderful accident, life it's by accident. Life. They tape so, over the surveillance footage, which the... Uh, Sheriff isn't even supposed to have a copy of. There's a big fight going on between the local police and the state police. Certain individuals in the town with political power over the head of the sheriff are ordering the sheriff to do things their way. I have a question. Um, So he refers to the dog as a faggot dog. Two dogs being faggots. Do the dogs see themselves? Is that a a problem for the dogs? Well, no, they're they're full of... proud dogs the only pe- the only species on the planet that has a problem with that are, are humans mm, like, i think the- i think dolphins are homophobic are they yeah <laughs> have you translated like <laughs> and platypus if you can believe that are, wow. the, are the most homophobic of, of them all really but they're the thing is they're all animals so like, like they're all animals put together into one animal so yeah. how, how could they be well basically any creature that was on Noah's Ark came off that Ark homophobic <laughs> because because all of a sudden by back it's just there, what there, happens there were two male giraffes it's because the, the, the rain washed away the gay I could have a whole podcast on how stupid Noah's Ark story is oh we could as a matter of fact we should do how stupid the movie Noah is oh I'd love by to do way, that are you, yeah. have you ever <laughs> seen the silent film era Noah's Ark what, where the extras actually drowned yeah extras Really? while making it and they left it in the film oh jeez and they also left it shots Griffith? of people panicking yeah they no. show like survivors too who were freaked out I remember so, I, I remember when, in the 80s I went and saw which I thought was going to be an awesome um, action adventure epic called In Search of Noah's Ark and it turned into this fucking the dullest documentary yeah. that I've ever I think you know what I, yeah. I think I've seen uh, it. I, I, I think it might have been the only movie I left I remember the name of it and like, well when I was a little kid I went to see Raiders of the Lost Ark so and her full impression that it was looking for Noah's Ark. Well, it should have been. And I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. It's a, you know, it was the masterpiece. I was so disappointed and, uh, when it wasn't Noah's Ark. I was not disappointed, but as a little kid, like I, even when at the beginning when they're saying Ark of the Covenant, for whatever reason, my He's heard word knowledge Ark. of, yeah, I heard Ark and I was, you know. Because it's full of animals. Was, It'd be cool. Why but, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, but oh, I just thought they were going to look for an old frame of a big ship that had secrets right. on it. But so every time you I watch still it, loved it. So every time you watch it, you still think that's that going to happen? Great. Anyways, back to the ref. <laughs> While you were having a slash, Darren. I took a little bathroom break. The, the cop thing is problematic in this movie uh, because it doesn't really... Portray cops as in a, in a, in a real no, life. No, it, no, it, it doesn't really... They are supposed to be the chief antagonists and they don't... I mean, the cops come into the kitchen at one point, but other than that, you... They never create any tension or anything. Because at one point, you're starting to think, oh, this chief of police is going, going to be a regular character, like a, or yeah. a supporting character. I, I, I like that and, character and, as well. And after he, he, he says that he fucked the other guy's wife, that's it. Oh, uh, right, yeah. That, that was in the, the movie for him. Because yeah. he, he got fired because of that. It, it, it was, it was, it, it, that, 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 that actor was that, the, the sleazy guy in Boogie Nights. Who, oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. You're he right. Also, yeah. He was also a really great, Special guest star in an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. He sold uppers. All right, that's right. <laughs> he sold he's, speed. Always, he's always he's always played a creep. Speed disguised as Hold on, energy. Who are you post. talking about? The cop awesome. or the rich guy? The rich guy. The rich guy oh. blackmailing the cop. Well. Right. Played the sleazy guy doesn't yeah. care. For and and in, in 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 Boogie Night. For the sake of this podcast, we don't really have to address the cops anymore because no. it, this is they're, pretty much where it ends. They're dumb cops. Yeah, and, they're dumb yeah. cops. And so and I even I made a note. The only note I made was uh, I would have loved to have seen a scene where the chief of police, like at, at the end when uh, when Gus is escaping, it would have been nice if the chief of police catches him or something mm-hmm. and, and then just lets him go because he hates all the rich assholes right, in this that, town or whatever. Actually, I, I I think that would have been good. But although at the same time, because he was the only serious cop, he wouldn't let him go because duty would have bound him to. 
arresting them. Or what you do is you do it like uh, Jason Robards in um, Something uh, the only movie way, that Bill Murray ever directed. Um, quick change. Quick change. Where Jason Robards pretty much has the guy and then on a tiny technicality doesn't realize he's the guy and then walks away and then when the plane's taking off he's like, oh my god, that was Bill Murray was... But that film always leaves me feeling uneasy at the end. Quick change because to me Robards will call that plane and say turn around and bring him back. Oh, well, or, or just arrest him when he gets to where You're he's You're a big going. fan of that film, I know. I've, I haven't seen it in a long time. I Actually, love Quick yeah. Change. I've yeah, seen it one time. Really, I thought it was great, too. Brilliant. Every time I watch The Ref, I'm always a little annoyed that the two plots don't really come together. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not a perfect movie. Like, like, to me, this is this is like a stage play. Like, this, this could have been like a total stage play. Wouldn't uh, it be great? As yeah. a, it's like a, a, a theatrical... It would have been uh, amazing, because yeah, there's a lot of things you could you don't need. Like, you don't need the... the, the, the the things that the the, the the shots of the streets and the police cars well, driving around. So, like every, everything, ta- everything, takes, everything takes place in like a, in a couple of rooms. An adaptation to like the Black Dog After Hours. Dylan's a burglar who comes in and it's Amanda and I fight. And Dylan's like the ref. He's like a burglar who comes in and holds Where do I fit in all the fuck out. Well, you're the drunk Well, you Santa. come over for dinner at one point. <laughs> oh, the, the, the drunk You and Tammy Santa. come over for dinner. No, you're Gus the makes dog. a smart ass. <laughs> Gus makes a smart ass talk about conservatives. You and Tammy come over to... Check in on the, to bring some surprise food to Alex and Amanda, and you walk in and we have to pretend that Dylan. How long have you been Robert thinking about this? Like so, so this isn't years in the making. Mind. About thirty seconds okay. in the making. <laughs> I, I, my I, elevator. So I used to work at the Arts Club Theater as an usher, and so as such, I had to sit through uh, Arts Club Theater Christmas productions. One of which was called "It's Snowing on Salt Spring," which is the most unbearable. Oh. Fucking nightmare horrific. Uh, I'm sure it's all jokes about it's, Salt Spring Island. Yeah, on the it's written by Nicola fucking Cavendish and blah blah blah. I don't know who that is, but. The other thing I had to watch all the time was this production of um, uh, Beauty and the Beast, which they're doing again. It's like I timeless. Get, I get it, Arts Club. It's Vancouver's not a huge city, but this is like the sixth year in a row that you're doing Beauty and the Beast. Kaching, kaching, whatever. Because people are going to keep going and seeing it. That's why they're going to the, the kaching noise you're making. But I don't blame them. I mean, no, I, for the rest. No, of the I year. don't blame them either. But like, well, it sounds like you are. Okay, no, actually, I actually blame Vancouver for sucking. I blame you because, like, <laughs> first if, of all, Beauty and the Beast was Linda Hamilton's greatest moment. So that TV show totally <laughs> deserves. More than Terminator? Its own stage version, all right? Ron Perlman's finest work was as that Lion Man. More than Terminator? And you're just jealous because you didn't get the role of the Lion Man. Well, and I... remember how weird that show got when the Lion Man knocked up Linda Hamilton? I was on And they killed them both off and they Never had an action saw. adventure series. I don't have no idea what you guys are talking about anymore. We're doing light just... up in here in the store. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, care. I wouldn't set off an alarm or anything. Well, no, there's no apartments above so. <laughs> So I was working at the Arts Club Theater as an usher, and one year they had A Christmas Story, the musical, and I had to sit through this awful stage version of a movie that I've always hated. I love the movie, and I'm sure the stage version was great. The only good thing in that movie is Darren McGavin. Yeah, he's great. But that that narration is the worst. It is a wonderful movie. I hate that fucking movie. the, 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 The narration is so sweet. It's, it's the author that wrote that wrote it is doing the narration. I don't care. But the the the, the leg lamp. Okay, the leg lamp is hilarious. <laughs> Fragile must be Italian. Fragile, yeah. Okay, and it's again, it's Darren McGavin. It's 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 a yeah yeah. Darren McGavin's always great. There's maybe he's, there's, he is easily the, the best thing. There's like five minutes of of stuff I like. Oh, I also like Melinda Dillon. Drink great your well. teen makes me laugh. Peter Billingsley, aka Messy Marvin. Who? Messy Marvin. He was the Hershey's syrup kid. Remember Messy Marvin? No. Always made a mess. Oh my God. But if you used Hershey's syrup to make hot, it was impossible to make a mess with Hershey's syrup. How do you Not remember this Messy shit, Marvin. dude? Because he was, it's like Mikey, he likes it. The like well, syrup that, that one, Peter remembers. Billingsley was Messy Marvin originally. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's a big time yeah, behind give, the scenes producer now and he's good friends with Vince Vaughn. And Peter, I want to say, Peter Billingsley? Peter Billingsley, if you're somehow here on this podcast, Never mind my colleague Dylan here. Christmas Story is the fucking classic. It Second classic. only to Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Directed by the same gentleman. Yes, as Anyways, he knows. So that, so, well, I haven't even said my opinion. Well, well we're, not, we're not there yet. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know a Christmas movie I'd love to see on the stage? The Ref. Yeah. It, I'd love it, to see The Ref. It, on it all that. takes yeah. place in one house. I'm, I'm actually kind of amazed that it's never, never been done. I'm sure Because I've seen yeah, worse sure ideas turn into plays. Well, they, they made High Fidelity into a musical. Well, they Breakfast have, Club made sense because it was all in one detention hall. You could do that, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it's all about the dialogue. And then things, the, the same with this movie, it's all about the dialogue and the characters. The setting is, is mm. secondary It's because it's in a house. Okay, so where, where were we? So, uh, so we, we have, so we, have, we, we, have uh, we have the shitty family come to the house. They're on their way. Because uh, and he's and, uh, at this point, uh, Gus, uh, aka Dennis Larry's, tied up everybody a few times. Yeah. There's a lot of tying up people. Yeah. Uh, the kid has come home. Yep. And he's, he's tied up too. He's tied up in the bedroom because we he, don't need the scene with the whole gun. Him uh, taking the extra drive around. When the, I was watching the, the movie, I was like, why? Why? Because the, the the plan was to have dinner with the shitty family with Dennis Leary, but um, the kid is upstairs. I think why is the kid tied up and not? But then thinking, well, they're using him as leverage. Because yes. if if you know if things go south, Dennis Leary, who's not going to, yeah. but says he's going to, is going to off the kid. And so, and so, and so, so but no, of course not. But this, this, this is a set. It's a comedy. Nobody gets killed. Nobody gets shot. Yeah. Children don't get shot in, the, in this comedy. This particular comedy. But um, so the, the 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 crappy family comes over. Yeah. And they're introduced to Dennis Leary in a really awkward. He's on the stairs, and they're introduced to him as uh, Doctor Wong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because yeah, because they're. Family therapist and, and, is Doctor Wong, and, 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 and you see him in the first scene. Yeah, and 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 the the the, uh, the old the old lady, your favorite actor in the movie, Glennis Johns. Glennis Johns says to him like, uh, Doctor Wong, <laughs> uh, is that uh, where, where are your parents? And and, uh, and he says, my mother was Irish, and she says, uh, and your father. He wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> Which I thought was a brilliant line. It's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. So basically, the. The uh, clitoris of this film, if you will, mm, the uh, you know where, pleasure where, where center. all of the energy is, is when they're having dinner and then they move into the living you know, room. I, I I love dinner scenes and movies when it, there's a dynamic going on when, th- especially when things get tense. Yeah, funny and tense are great in in dinner scenes because nobody knows how to react yeah. to either of those. I I it, find tense really only funny in uh-oh. like slasher movies when you know they're all camping and one of them's about to. I no, but, but I mean, like, I, deliberately I, I, intense. Funny. Oh, you said tense. Oh, and t- oh, fuck oh. off. Well, like, when did you become king of the puns? Oh my god. Oh, this is not the worst. Oh, that's far from the I'm, worst. I'm, 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 when I get home tonight, I'm going to look up in the government handbook to see if I can fire somebody for too many puns. <laughs> that's a very dad thing to say. I'm a dad, but I'm not an opposite dad. Well, I know you're both lame. The dinner scene. Judy, so Judy Davis. So okay. So on top of everything that that's already happened tonight, Judy Davis has had this insane, eclectic, cultural dinner plan. Question: When did she have time at all to make? Any of this food, not not like all of it, but any of it. She's in therapy on slow, Christmas Eve. Yeah, like like I suspect slow cooking. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for all the she prepared. Ash Josie's on the show. Ash Josie, she is the queen of. Our mean? colleague Josie is the queen of the slow cooker. <laughs> Ask her, man. What, what, do, you, what, what like, do you mean? What do you mean? Suspect? Like it's not like it's not like the like slow cooking has done a crime. I suspect no, no, well, slow cooking no, is responsible think, for this movie. I think the idea was she prepared everything in advance. Exactly. Then they went to the up. shrink. Then they yeah. went, and then they got kidnapped and came back. I don't know. They microwaved. Hey, think, there's a lot of fucking food. Darren, think about it, man. Like, how long was... I, I, like, I used to be in therapy at most an hour. So, you know, two hours tops. You, you, you get in the car... You, you, you're making the loot fish. You get in the car. You say that your fucking husband's dick is in his ear and it's only a garnish. You, <laughs> you get kidnapped. You're back just, home. Just, wham, just, bam. Just, Thank you, ma'am. And, and, and dinner's ready. And everyone's wearing candle hats. Yes. <laughs> Which I, I love. But knowing Judy Davis's character, uh-huh. it, her character is absolutely in keeping with having nothing to do all day. So she would have had the, the, that fucking the plates put out three days early. You know, they would have had dust all over them then. Well, she just went over and dusted them. Oh, yeah. I guess it's implied. It doesn't matter because the dinner with the candles on the crown of candles that everyone has to wear. Yeah, which is awesome. Oh, <laughs> and everyone's heads getting hot. That really got on my nerves. Really? I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And it got, only got funnier the more the more intense their conversation got <laughs> yeah. because, because I had totally forgotten that they had candles. They're their yelling at each other with candle hats. The funniest scene in the in the original Office, Ricky Gervais version, uh, TV series, is when he gets uh, laid off, and he just happens to be wearing a giant furry 
um, bird costume at the time. Have you seen? Yeah, I have. It's been a long time. There's nothing funnier than people being very, very serious in in ludicrous costumes. <laughs> and so this movie is like they're all starting to get more more angry, but they all have these yeah. idiotic candles well, on their and, hands. And, and going with the uh, my previous statement of, of loving dinner party scenes that are funny and serious and intense, this one just ramps up and ramps up. And a just, classic oh, example. Yeah. A classic example of a film being undermined by ridiculous costumes, Zardoz. It's so <laughs> serious in its No, it was a terrible movie. The whole thing is the, terrible. But like, the costumes the costume really nuke it. I, I think You'd the, laugh less if they were a bit, if the costume design. But who wants that? I well, wanna, I'm I wanna, not saying you want it, but I just mean it's it's less successful at what it's trying to do. It's more successful as camp. I would love to do Zardoz for this podcast. We should totally do Zardoz. I, 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 I had a customer at the uh, my uh, candy store way back in the day who in his uh, apartment he's living in wrote the entire screenplay of Zardoz on his walls. Wow. Yeah. And, like, the, the, he, the walls in his living room. That, you see that, this? That's like the very beginning of In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Zardoz. Wonderful <laughs> film. And that's another yeah. podcast. And there's a photo of it stuck to the wall here at Black Dog, which is actually quite the conversation piece. The costumes were not what was ludicrous about Zardoz. It's everything else. Well, no, it's it's actually everything. It's it's Sean Connery's mustache. That's a a terrible mustache. Way more distracting than his furry codpiece. And also, knowing that a film takes, what, three months to film? Yeah. Knowing that Sean Connery had to show up on set every day and put on that furry codpiece. Is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, it's, he was a last minute replacement too. Well, who oh, was it supposed to be? Was it? Originally, Burt Reynolds. Lancaster. Oh, Burt Reynolds, because he had just you know, done e- e- Deliverance. Either one would have worked. And Burt Reynolds, I always heard left due to. <laughs> you know, you're right. Quote unquote, he left due to quote unquote. Creative differences, yeah, but I think he just looked because, at that costume because he knew his shit. But oh my god, he looked at that Burt costume Reynolds and is said, a, "No way." Is, Oh my God, Burt Reynolds is American Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, I'm not joking. I know, and I know the James Bond thing. He was offered. Um, Dude, Burt Reynolds fascinates me. He always has. Well, you have that Rest poster on your wall of him and the snake, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, which you gave to me as this. Like, oh, it was your birthday like, present. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you were like, Alex, you got to check this out. This changed my life. It'll change yours. <laughs> yeah. so. And that wasn't a snake, turn. Yeah. <laughs> was that? That wasn't a snake. No, it's Billy Idol's forearm. That was that was Bert's. Oh, that Idol, was Bert's Billy Idol. But no, but seriously, uh, <laughs> Burt Reynolds. I'm a big fan, but I agree. Listen, he's a great actor, but here's the problem: he's not a great actor. Please? Oh, sorry, because he's Look, dead. Anyways, what's okay, the problem? He's dead now. Well, just let me finish my thought, please. This is it. I I, I might just do a solo podcast. About do it. My theory on Burt Reynolds. Just career. Well, not anyway. on my phone. But here's the thing: Burt Reynolds though, <laughs> was a great actor, but here was his problem. And I would have said this All to the man his alive. I mean, his mustache. This, yes, I don't even know why I got on a Burt Reynolds. Anyways, oh, yeah. I, I feel bad have you having to edit this podcast because there's oh. just so much garbage talk. I have an idea. Why don't we continue this con- this particular conversation after the podcast and finish well, the podcast you know of the movie? I don't even want to talk about the ref anymore. I want to talk about this stuff. Because well, <laughs> I didn't buy the ref particularly. I, first of all, I'm not, I didn't even, you guys are going, Wait. oh, it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. You know what? Well, listen. I shrugged my way through this film and I was like, hey, okay, fine. This is, finally I'm seeing this cynical comedy I've heard about for 15 okay. years as a holiday classic. Well, guess what? It left me completely cold. Completely. And me watching it alone in my room, stoned on the bed. That was last Thursday. Stoned on the bed. My first time watching this film was just last Thursday. And really, it just left me... I mean, hey, look, I would never shit on this film. I didn't know where if you're looking for a cynical... No, I love the way this... If you're looking for a cynical... I'm not editing any of this. This is all... The listener is just going to have to... Fucking fight through You know it. what? I'm, I'm wait, almost all talked out here. Swap I'm of... almost talked. I'm sorry, but here's what the ref did for me. I came here tonight and just thought about all this other stuff. And it wasn't like an anti-ref mood. But the ref, first of all, I'm not, I'm, again, I know it, it seems like a cop, but I guess I say this almost in every podcast if it makes the cut or not. I don't know. But I very <laughs> rarely tell, I, I will ne- I'll never tell someone not to rent something. And I don't mean that in a cynical, but, trying to make money kind but, of way. But no, no, but the thing is, if they ask you, of course. I, I, I'll always be honest. Like if someone's like, I want to watch this. And if they ask me if it's yes. good, if I've seen it, 
I'll always give them an honest opinion. Oh, I give an honest opinion too, but I never really go for the jugular with a film. Like, here's the thing. I can see enormous appeal in this super cynical so comedy if, set at Christmas. Everyone knows the season's overrated. But I, don't think dark... it, but I don't think it's super cynical. Anyway, just let me finish. All right. I find, like, I can see Thanks, why. Right. I can see completely the appeal <laughs> of this movie to yeah. so many people and stuff like that. And if you want to see a cynical Christmas comedy, and yeah, I always do give my uh, my opinion too. Yes. But that's the thing. If, but there's, put it this way, there's been movies I've, watched on this podcast that I actually hated. And I was, I think, pretty honest in my like assessment of them and said, well, strange days. But at the same time, but I don't want to slam the talent. Oh, well, we, we, we shouldn't. We, we haven't actually aired Strange well, Days. Well, it hasn't that, aired yet. But that, anyways, that's, our new, that, that, that's our New Year's one. But look, no, no. I'm just <laughs> ranting a bit here. But the thing is, Alex, is that, you've never held back on telling us when you hate a movie. You hated Dick Tracy. I don't think any of us have it, nor, nor should we. Oh, the, oh, the whole idea of this podcast is to tell people what we think about this No, of course, of course. That's the thing. Oh, my God. That being said, I know I'm jumping way ahead here. Like, Around the holidays, Actually, yeah. Actually, I don't think you are fucking jumping way ahead. We- this is turning into like a scene from the ref where no, all no. of a sudden our, but our, our the holidays. Oh my god, you're up. right. <laughs> like, I will recommend the hell out of this this Christmas because it funny. should be seen stuff. But here's the thing. I, you know what? I um, I didn't laugh once, but here's the you thing. Didn't you once? didn't laugh no, not once. 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 And what, 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 are, you, are you dead inside? Is your, is your no, soul just soul. frozen nothing, and buried in an ice right. pack you know underneath what? a woolly here's mammoth skull? Here's the weird thing, though, about this film. Why though. Did, yeah, I but, have a dark sense of humor. I've been in dark, cynical situations. Well, Everyone ca- has. No more, than, yeah. no more than anyone else has. But, you know, I, I know what it's like or to no fight less. with family at Christmas, stuff like that. But this movie... Uh, I didn't laugh once, and really, it just once. struck me as... At least it was short. At least the effect it had on me. Well, I, it wasn't like I even disliked it, but I found it completely aggravating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds strange. No, it's just... You have no, 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 no soul or no heart. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let like, me finish, wait, wait. let me finish. But I took it more like just a straight up... Like, I know it's attempted to be funny, but I didn't find it funny at all. I found it very serious and gloomy... It's cynical, and I'm not putting down the movie or anything like that. No. At the same time, it's going put-downs, but I don't know. No, they're, don't they're, they're, they're accolades. Attention, it's singing late. Well, I don't even know if it's that. No, no, totally no, no, gloomy, no, no, no. raised Alex Chisholm. The one put, thing I definitely like, put it this way, I was, because, yeah, I, I hadn't really, I, I'm aware of this film, I knew who was in it and stuff, but I hadn't thought <laughs> I'm aware of this film, raised Alex I thought about it a while, but when I sat down to watch it, I was like really, really pumped over the fact that Judy Davis is because she's so brilliant and especially in Naked Lunch. She's, oh. she's well, great. In everything. I mean, she's yeah. A, yeah, in everything. It's yeah. My brilliant career which is her first first major big film or whatever. But uh, no, no, no. She's brilliant. I mean, I know Naked Lunch is, is kind of a small role so, but she's riveting even in smaller parts. But this film for me, yeah, I for me it was really um Super aggravating and unpleasant. Okay, so oh. can I just? But maybe that, that, that was that, the that, intention. Comedy is no, no, no. It's no, that wasn't the intention. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. well, we have right here, Mr. Demi. And your no, well, 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 we're, <laughs> like, well, the, 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 oh, I, yeah, I imagine the, the idea behind making a comedy, making a holiday uh, seasonal comedy, is making it as unpleasant and unwashable for the viewer as possible. I didn't laugh once though, but I could see. People find it's because you really you have funny. no sense of humor. You're you're you're, you're like a, like a, like a wait, like wait, a like wait. a, 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 okay, a, wait, a Darren, cipher Darren, like Darren. a walking Darren, like Darren, zombie. Darren, man. Darren, Darren, Darren. <laughs> zombies always walk. Comedy is obviously subjective. And anyways, a movie that people watch that I just have never seen any humor in ever. In fact, it makes me feel gross, and I hate that the world loves it. Is Anchorman. Uh, it, I it's cannot. A, it's okay. I've never. It's okay. It's not one of, it's one of those not all, a single second of that movie made me laugh, it's, and it's, it made me feel icky. No, hold on, hold on. It's one of those okay movies. I, uh, like, no, it's, it's not even okay in my opinion. I think it's utter shit. I don't understand why people are just like Scotchy having Scotch, awe Scotch, and reverence. So that's what Alex is saying. I don't think people have reverence for Anchorman. Oh, that's not yes, true. Really? That's do. not true. Really? Put it this way. I, I don't know these people. 
I avoided it. I don't it. want to know any of these people. <laughs> I avoided it like the plague when it first came out, Anchorman. Right. But then I kept hearing recommendations for it, so I rented it out. And I was shocked how much I enjoyed it, Anchorman. What? Yeah, how there much I enjoyed there it. And here's okay, the thing. Wait, okay, sorry, here's the sorry, thing. Sorry. And a lot of it was because, by the way, and I have nothing but respect for that director because he's refined his style. Is, 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 is that Adam McKay? Is that correct. Right. And he wanted to make a really like uh, his big sh- his film, The Big Short, was actually brilliant, brilliant film. Oh, he, right. he's refined that. his style. But here's the thing: the Anchorman. Just let me finish, please. Anchorman, I enjoyed on a level where because the film didn't fully work. I think the way there was a lot of awkwardness in the direction. Some of it intentional, some of it unintentional. I think because it was just. Him starting up, but I still found it hilarious. Are, are we, I have a soft spot. Are, 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 we, are we doing Anchorman tonight? Or are we no, doing no, no. Ref? But we're talking about the subjectivity of comedy. Right. So I was saying. I liked it Now, Darren, you and I get the ref. Yes. And that's not to say that Alex is dumb or anything. It's just that kind of humor just jibes with us. No, I, 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 I laugh. Uh, Every time I see this movie, I laugh no, but at every I, joke. What do you mean? I, 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 I was Wait, like, hold on, hold on. Hey, look, it's not doesn't mean I don't like a whole style here. I just don't think it's a very good example of the style. And I, not I, even that. The way I received it as the viewer. This is exactly why I didn't want you to say anything. The way I received it as the viewer was, as uh, yeah, a very aggravating for but, me, but that's what's great about comedy is, is my actual point. Every, everybody gets something out of sub, different things. It's subjective, yeah. and so you're either on board with the tone of the comedy or you're not. And, 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 no, and, that's and, not and, true. And, and yes, no, yes, it's yeah, not, it, it, no, it is. No, it is, it is true. I, no, it's not because I, to, I tune <laughs> yes, <it> in. <laughs> I, well, I know, what I, I know what I saw, and I tune in to – I'm very responsive to that tone – when it, and sometimes I laugh too, sometimes I don't. I'm just saying I didn't laugh at this movie. I, 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 I like, I, 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 like I like the tone of this it's movie because it had a, it had a good rhythm to it. It had the good actors and like not everything worked. I, the, the, the first time that I watched it, um, I thought it was trying too hard to be funny, and it wasn't that funny. But when I watched it last week, it was way better than when the first time I watched it. I just don't, I don't think I, it's a comedy. I think it's closer to a drama. What? Well, yeah. well, it, it, it's like Breakfast Club. Well, it actually it's a comedy a drama, and a yeah. drama because it has both elements. And the, the best comedies have elements of drama in them. And the best dramas have elements of comedy in them. And I'll tell you one thing about Breakfast Club. It is one of the whiniest, most overrated. Okay. Well, well, we're not. We're not going. We're, we're not going down that breakfast wormhole tonight. <laughs> it is whiny and overrated. Though. I agree. But you just had to say it again, didn't you? I just had. Yeah, it. I just had to fucking say it again. I As I just, said, we're not talking about that. You had to say I it was again. Just telling you, my friend over at the fucking charlatan called it a masterpiece, and I almost laughed in it. No, I did laugh in his face. I'm like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good film of its time. I loved it when it came out. Okay. I don't think I'd ever oh watch it again. Oh, this is but let's talk so about this many let's, let's just wrap this fucking thing up. So it doesn't really matter what happens. Um, uh, everyone has everyone has a good time. Okay. Uh, Gus gets away on a boat with uh, his, his uh, stupid friend Murray. Uh, that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Even before his exposure in recent scandals, shall we say. In his- what? Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey. Even <laughs> before his recent kind of downfall. Here's the oh. sense. In any movie I ever saw him in, despite the performance he was trying to give, he always genuinely gave me the creeps. And, you know, I don't pry into Unless it's really splashed on the front pages, I try not to pry into, well, like, creepy. actors' lives or whatever. And it's like, I just suspected. I, I, was given, I didn't know anything about him, right, until these recent scandals broke. But I was just like, Kevin Spacey, whatever, maybe he may be in his private life. I didn't know anything about this these criminal accusations, but I just meant as a person, I don't know what he's like, but he's obviously great at playing a creep. Maybe he's really like that at the core. So it wasn't creepy. In he seven. gave me, Oh, he, he was very creepy <laughs> in this movie and this film. No, he wasn't the creepy. Fact the that they're set back up together at the end just crushed me. Oh, really? What? Oh, yeah, crushed me because the it's hell a comedy. The it's a comedy, gonna, dude. You, you, it's you, not you, you know that's yeah, going to happen. says it's a comedy? It's a uh, fucking every, comedy. It like every, everybody. It was mislabeled. It's like, a really like for you. And, and also, here's spoiler later. Did oh, like Gus Jesus get Christ, away? Alex. Of course. Away, of like, course. Just, 
Of course they're going to let Gus get away. It's just really a super grim movie. <laughs> oh, but wait, how would you have it? What, what, broken up and gotten divorced. That would yeah. be a happy ending. Yeah, she, they she, set she, each she, other she, free. She should have murdered him and then, and, then, no. and then turned Gus and maybe murdered him no. and then murdered her child. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been hilarious. I, I did well. That's your take on it. <laughs> yeah. I personally actually, I would have, I would have enjoyed that as well. Maybe you would have found yeah. it. They should have set each other free, and Gus should have been caught. Well, d- Alex, to be fair, <laughs> this isn't real life. Hold dude. on, Alex. It's a Alex, Alex, I found it a completely grim film. To be to be fair, we don't know what becomes of them. They help Gus get away, and they pretend to tie each other up. And then, and then they argued to dis, to dis, to distract the cops, right? Also, here's the thing: I always have the tendency to, when I watch a film, I'll you know whether I like it or not, I'll start thinking about these people, like what's going to happen to them afterwards, you know. And if there were a ref part two, like that bungling idiot would have been caught. Their story wouldn't the have ref, stood Murray, up to scrutiny. The ref of con. They would have gotten back together and been miserable and then arrested as uh, accomplices. Jesus Christ, to Alex. This guy. Their story's total horseshit. Holy They're shit. They're saying, oh, yeah, we don't know where he went and stuff. The whole family's upstairs as if they're not going to rat They're out. all tied up still. Judy Davis still, and still when, 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 when the cops come in. And it says, is there anybody else in the house? They go, and no. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone's tied up in the back They're room. They're tied up upstairs. They're all going to blab. Ah, Christ, and Alex. It's not Chinatown. It's the ref. <laughs> it's the ref. It's the ref, Alex. It's the ref. I, Chinatown I, is funnier than the ref. I, that's not true at all. <laughs> Slipper socks. I'm sorry. I'm just a viewer. Alex. But now that it's been pretty much confirmed that what? these performances Kevin Spacey has pretty much given 99% 99.9% times of his career isn't even acting. It's the real deal. He's a fucking creepy dude. He wasn't creepy in this movie. He uh, was very creepy in no, this movie. No, he wasn't. He wasn't creepy at all. She was well, you, you, trapped well, in you, you, well, you, you, you know why? Because, you know why? Because Kevin Spacey's creepy. All his roles are creepy. It's, it's, yeah, it's supposed it, to be creepy. It's, this, it's, his role was not supposed to be creepy. Even more, the fact that I see him post, you know... You know what? I revelations. Got, but I, anyway, but, he's creepy. Revelations. He's the a revelations. Movie, I don't the think, movie struck me as a I, complete I, downer. I, I don't think Spacey's character in this movie was creepy. Jesus. No, I didn't think so either. No. One, he's like totally like steps away from Slaughter and the family going into disguise. <laughs> what are you talking Once about? Referred you to fucking on, lunatic. <laughs> LA, <laughs> hey, LA. Which or, movie sorry, did you watch? Well, Law and Order did an episode about family annihilators and <laughs> Kevin's Oh my Kevin God. Spacey's. It's not a documentary. You know that, right? Oh, I know, but still, it's another TV show. But you know. <laughs> Anyways, I let, liked how let's, it. Let's, I, let's wrap this thing. It up. was misery. She's trapped in this horrible. <laughs> you're you're fucking misery. Well, he didn't knock anyone's le- like feet off their legs. And the, they're totally going to get ratted out for telling this lame story to the cops. They helped a, a dangerous what? criminal get away. Yeah, he's not dangerous. dangerous. How's he dangerous? <laughs> How old are you? Are you 96 years old, Alex? <laughs> He's running around hey, waving he, a gun. He, I'm he not was running hey. around waving a gun. He yeah. threw a ball at a dog. Actually, well, he holds a family at gunpoint. Oh, my God, Alex. Talk about taking a movie too seriously. You can't no, be serious. No, I think that the material wasn't taken seriously enough. Because I'm in the dark comedies. The King of Comedy is one of my all-time favorite films. But this film is... Yeah, he aimed for a comedy, but directed as a drama. You didn't, really you didn't laugh at all during this movie? Not once. Final thoughts. We know what Alex's final thoughts are. Dylan, what do you think about this movie? Yeah, I hope they're not Alex's actual final thoughts. <laughs> it's very final thoughts. Don't kill yourself because you saw the ref, Alex. <laughs> yeah. well, I would never do it, that. It wasn't that bad to I kill yourself because bad. you watched this movie. Actually, it's it's hold on because we, we go. Are we going clockwise? We tonight? go clockwise from whoever picked the movie. So um, Alex has done his thing. Okay, I'm gonna say yeah. I lo- I I totally enjoyed it. I, I I did not see all the cynicism and horror and drama and the the crap that uh, Alex saw. I I I thought it was it was smart. It was funny. Could have been funnier. I think it was. It's still to me. It's still trying a little, little hard in spots, but um. Yeah, has some great lines. Uh, I will recommend this as my 
a good Christmas pick. Yeah, I'm more than happy to do that. And like what Alex had to say, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel like almost uh, like pointless in saying what I think about this movie now. Like uh, out of all of the the things that you just said, Dylan, <laughs> I'm going to stick up for Alex. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 he doesn't need sticking up for. No, he needs sticking up for. Like I guess too. No, I actually get what you're saying, Alex. Uh, there, is, there, there is about four minutes in this movie where uh, it gets very serious. Four minutes? No, no, no. no it, it, it's when it's when Spacey grabs the um... microphone, <laughs> starts singing "Beyond the Sea." <laughs> oh yeah! Wait. And by the way, was anyone surprised that Kevin Spacey is the worst person on the planet? Anyways. No, that, that, no, he's he's not the worst person on the planet. You know what okay, he is, though. Okay, so, you know what he is. Still alive, but... No, he's the worst person in the shower. <laughs> and that was the part of the rep that bothered me the most. Is that shot at the beginning into the bathroom. <laughs> you see him in the off. shower. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the air just left my body. What I love about the ref is, I think, what Alex hates about the ref, which is. The comedy? It is a dark comedy. And the thing is, you never get Christmas movies like this. No. Uh, like, there's only because two I... Christmas movies that I really genuinely love. It's uh. The Ref and Scrooged. And it's because both of them have a similarly dark kind of... That's fine. But by the way, I, can Let, I, Let's finish it... the podcast so I can hit well, stop. Well, I still my... have... My thoughts. You're, you're, You've already you're, done your thoughts. No, I, well, <laughs> we're talking like about well, I gotta, well, I have to say one thing. <laughs> it, was, it was like a scene look, from look, Network. Look, look. You were just fucking unleashing. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I love I'm Christmas. Just, no. <laughs> I'm not going to take it anymore. I didn't say I hated anything about this film. You, so I, you, as the a, film com- was as a very comedy, aggravated. you didn't find it funny. It no, wasn't well, funny, well, but these, it was, when you I, say, I never used the word hate. But when you say it was aggravating, it implies you did not like it, which implies you hated it. No. Aggravating. Well, hey, who, who likes aggravation? You know aggravation can be a total intention of Did you get the ref or um, but, but, or uh, who's afraid of Virginia? But I just it's pairings is next, so we can finally end yeah, this, this good. godforsaken oh. fucking. It's a it's a fun, cynical Christmas movie that appeals to people that like and dislike Christmas at the same time, and, and it really doesn't have very much to say. No, it does, it did, it. no it, but it is it funny. Does, it does. It, it does. It does. It does. And it's a good time. Yes, yeah. yeah, so let's let's, uh, let's do pairings. So it is. Uh, Monday. Finally, Monday. <sighs> I know that was like a, like a twelve-hour podcast. <laughs> it's a four-day podcast. And as Monday, it is two for one here at Black Dog Video, located at fourteen seventy Commercial Drive and thirty-one, thirty-four fifty-one Camby Street. So, Alex, <laughs> if if uh, you're standing here and it's close to Christmas, and someone walks up and says, "Merry Christmas, brother," uh, I'm going to rent the ref. And it's two for one Monday. Can you please recommend to me a movie as enjoyable and incredible and funny and funny and just <laughs> hilarious and fun as the ref? What would you say to them? I would say Black Christmas. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't Silent even... partner. <laughs> I would say um, I wouldn't really say anything about the ref except. That I would recommend. Here's a film that's a much better example of what the ref dreams to be. What the ref with a better director and some work could have been. The Silent Partner? No. What? Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? The ultimate argument film. Yeah, actually, that's that's, that's a work of genius. I think it's a work of genius, too. It's one of my favorite favorite movies. This has about a third of that power. Yeah. Not even that much. But this, for me, was... An unsuccessful comedy that would have worked way better as a drama, right? But I'm not. I'm not fully. I can see its appeal, and don't get me wrong. It wouldn't be. I love a a good Christmas farce, so I highly recommend this. I would still recommend this to anyone who wants an irreverent Christmas film. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Masterpiece. The Ref. Good movie. Um, Well, I'm going to stick just with a Christmas uh, theme, and I enjoy. uh, I enjoy comedies and horrors uh, or something not comedy mixed together. Uh-huh. So I would recommend The Ref. And if you want a, another Christmas movie, which is interesting, 
and weird and kind of horrific is uh, a, a, I think it's, I think it's from Norway called uh, Rare Exports, oh. which is a yeah, it's a it's a it's a really cool weird um, that they find Santa Claus buried like deep on, in the in the ice and they try and thaw him out and then evil el- it's it, evil elves it's it's great it's it's a weird. Cool, interesting film. I want to play it at the Rio. Yeah. Maybe next year. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, and I Names. like I, even just talking about it right now makes me want to watch it again. Twelve. Honorable mention goes to a movie called Home for the Holidays. Really? With uh, the Holly Hunter? Holly one? Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. What, you, have you seen it? No. Well, then, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> no. you're all, Jesus, looks, Darren, you're it always... It looks like one of those schmaltzy Hollywood things that we don't like. Well, you haven't fucking seen it. No, have I have not. I have not seen it. It's directed by uh, uh, Jodie Foster, and uh, it's really fucking good. And it covers kind of the same territory uh, as this, but dysfunctional like, family like, 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 yeah, uh, comedy but, but, but with a slighter hand. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you're looking for oh, well, whatever, we should probably end this fucking thing. So Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas! Merry the, Christmas, movie the, house! The, the, Seasons beatings. The Black Dog After Dark podcast is recorded at Black Dog Video on Commercial Drive in Vancouver, Canada. It's presented by Alex Chisholm, Darren Gay, and Dylan Reimer. It is produced by Dylan Reimer and Darren Gay. Alex just kind of stands there and drinks beer. The intro and outro music was recorded by Tiger Burning Bright, composed by Jeff, who works at Jefferson's Barbershop, also on Commercial Drive. And he's a damn good hairstylist. Passed by the 17th hole, it's like a urinal with windows.